This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available, but if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword Love Sport. You are listening to Love Sport Radio and this is the Chelsea Fan Show with me, Matt Beadle, and the boys from the Chelsea Fan Cast, Stanford Chidge and Clayton Beerman. Not, however, with a certain someone, Mr Chidge. Well, indeed, uh, we were hoping to have the, the absolute Chelsea legend that is Kerry Dixon on the show with us, but uh, sadly, Kerry was unable to make it today. So we brought in a very late... I mean, you know, Chelsea have been very famous this season for bringing in the youth, haven't the youth, they, Clayton? yeah. Well, the the, don't ever let it be said that the Chelsea fancast does not sing from the same song sheet because we have got our youngest ever debut maker on the Chelsea fancast. Which is Clayton's Clayton's son, Charlie. Yeah. Hello, Hi. Charlie. Need to move, move near to the mic. Hi. There you go. Yeah. So it's lovely to have Charlie on board. It is lovely to have Charlie on board. Two Beermans and a Chidge. Two, oh, lovely. Walked uh, into a pub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's funny you mentioned youth, of course. Youngest starting yeah. 11 in a League yeah, Cup game. it was, wasn't it? Since it was United indeed. in 2012 for Chelsea. Of course, the run of the lucky seven came to an end against... The yes. Red Devils, fellas, two-one. Yeah. Thoughts on the game? Well, I thought I thought we were we were just not at the races in the first half, and it can it can happen, and it you know you've seen it happen before. But I'm sure we'll see it happen again. I thought they were really really good in the second half. I don't know what Frank said, but they played much much better. Ultimately, they were. I mean, there are two things. Firstly, I think they were done by two set pieces. I mean, a penalty. I thought it was a penalty. It was. Uh, and it was an, a penalty. Yeah, you know, and an, it was soft, but it was a penalty. Mm. Uh, and uh, an absolutely amazing free kick from Rashford. Um, but the thing I want to fire back at you. So I was having a go at Paddy earlier. Mm. Uh, Clayton wasn't here then, but. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised by United. I mean, I, in, in their own way, I thought they played quite well, but they pack the midfield, they defend for their lives, and they hit you on the break. But it, it's very like the way Mourinho played. There's no creativity from midfield. How many shots did United have on target? Mm, three. three. Mm. No. Yeah. Three. I'd, see, I haven't got a problem. They no, came, I don't. No, we we, we I used mean, to do that brilliantly. I've got no problem with that. They, but, they came and did a job. Yeah, and they and did it well. The reason we didn't play well in the first half was because they didn't let us play well. They they were. I don't think we played well either. We were not no, pressing we, as much. We, we were well. You know, we couldn't do anything because they were pressing us, and we weren't finding solutions. And we had a couple of players who had stinkers, and you know. But I, you know, look. 
I, I hear what you say, and of course, you know, it's it's not always about one side, you know, and, and every other side has a right to stop the other one playing. But I don't think we were doing what we needed to do well enough. We weren't getting wide enough. We weren't getting behind them. You know, I, we weren't breaking the lines enough. We, we had three midfielders. Yeah, who were all the same. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you've got mountain midfield or Kante yeah. midfield with, with the remarkably good Jorginho and Kovacic who are developing into an absolutely superb midfield partnership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Agreed. Billy Gilmore is also a, a, a midfielder in their, in their mould. He's not going to break the lines and get forward. Frank got him to do that in the second yeah. half. But that's what we were missing. Yeah, we were. But, but the, the, the fact is that Ross is injured. So he couldn't play. He would have played, I yeah. think, because he would have been he would. a different midfielder. Um, I think the, the the ironic thing was, I thought we looked quite leggy. Mm. And it's a young side. And I think seven wins in a row. I made the point that this the seven, re- seven wins have masked the fact that this is a transitional season. And we will play like we played on Wednesday in the first half on more than one occasion and I wasn't when you know at the end of the day you want to win but I wasn't crestfallen that we lost because I think we need a bit more breathing space I mean the amount of games we've got between now and Christmas so I don't think it's the worst thing in the world and and as I said you know sometimes we're so myopic about ourselves that we don't look at the opposition and, and for all their lack of creativity it was an away tie they came and did a job yeah and and they did a job on us and and I really can't. I haven't got any complaints. Well, I mean, with, without kind of you know stealing Matt's thunder, if you like, I, I, I think in a sense it summed United up when they go and play a side like Chelsea, who will come at them, then they look a better side because they can hit them on the break. But if I mean they they stuff Norwich, of course, and Norwich will come at you. Mm-hmm. If they play a side that basically defends with eleven men behind the ball, they have trouble because they don't mm. create enough. Yeah. If I'm a United fan, I'm delighted that we stuffed Chelsea. I mean, not that you stuffed us, but you know, a, a win is a win. Mm-hmm. But I would be worried about that. I think that to go back to your earlier question about the lack of creativity in midfield, I think a lot of that boils down to personnel. I think the fact that he's playing, tending to favour the three at the back now, as you'll see, obviously it was Rojo, Lindelof and Maguire who started against you guys. Brandon Williams was on the left mm. as well. So he's it's a new per- Yeah, it look, looks pretty decent. Yeah. But the middle Versatile of the... Especially well. his, his yeah. sort of WWE smashing <laughs> Callum hudson Doyle to the <laughs> yeah. ground. That was but good. I know, I, you know you could hear Gary Neville as well, sort of almost applauding that. Yeah. Which, to be fair, do I have a big problem with? Perhaps not. I think as a you know, no, if, you, you if it was the other it, way around, I'd have been loving course, it. Yeah. If you yeah. see Hudson Odoi doing that, you're yeah, like, that's what we Joey want to see. Joey Jones used to do that and put people in the fourth row. We yeah. loved it, didn't yeah, we? Absolutely. But in terms of that midfield creativity, you had your two centre midfielders in Fred and Scott McTominay. Now, Scott McTominay looks like he's starting to become, like you were saying about Jorginho and Kovacic, he looks like he's really starting to become at home in that United midfield now. <clears throat> but he's an industrious player he, he might weigh in with the odd goal but he's not a creative no, midfielder he's an enforcer he's an enforcer Fred is you know getting game time he's just starting to maybe look a little bit more accomplished in the middle of that midfield if you could say that Andres Pereira came on Sorry, as well is it, I, I'm just listening to the scraping of that barrel yeah well he's, <laughs> listen well that's it though I mean that's exactly it he's and, he's uh, I don't know yeah. what he does no he shouldn't he's, excuse me uh, Stewart's inquiry here shouldn't we call him Fred <laughs> He's Probably. not Fred, is he? He's fresh. Fresh. <laughs> but yes, and that's why if you look at, I mean, Pogba's obviously not there at the moment. And actually, the way that United are playing without Paul Pogba, you're starting to think, crikey, it's looking more increasingly likely that he could be on his way in January. Paddy's and Chidge's here there, I think. <laughs> Go on, Pads. I can't repeat what he said. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's our producer, Paddy. But with Jesse Lingard there as well. So in terms of lack of creativity in midfield, it's because United don't have any. Mm. Quite matter, I suppose, you could, you could yeah. point to, but... It's, it's difficult for him now getting older. He's not playing that role in United's midfield anymore. I think, you know, to cut a long story short, I think I, I, I wonder if you share this frustration. If I was frustrated by anything, it was that it took us so long to figure out how to deal with that. I thought we, I thought we did deal with it much better in the second half because we went at United and we did try and break the lines. We, Gilmore got in a far more advanced positions and we got down the, the, the wings and got behind the defence. And then... What really let us down was that inability to put the ball in the back of the net, and that can happen. Yeah, and actually, I agree with that, and I agree with your... Well, I'll, I'll come back to your point about the fact that you were talking about the amount of games that Chelsea are playing as well. I know they're professional footballers, and this is their job, but if you look at 
since that first win against Grimsby after the Liverpool defeat. It's been Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, yeah. Saturday. Then you had the international break, so they had a rest. Yeah. But then you've got... Well, they did because half of them were out playing. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. Very, very good point, of course. And then it was Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. So it's a lot of football. We might as well play in the Flaming Championship, man. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what you've got to think is it's not only physical because they're young kids mm-hmm. and physically they're fine. It's mentally because yeah, this, right. this is a big thing. And absolutely right. The, for, when all said and done, you sort of step back on Wednesday. Billy Gilmore, Mark Gurmy, Gurmy, Gurhi, Gurhi, thank you, Gurhi, Charles, yeah. um, and Reese James. All of them look great. They didn't look out of place, and that's another three below the level of the young players that are coming in. And it's only you know it's only good. And if this is a transitional season, which I think it is. What a squad we're building. What an absolutely fantastic squad. An incredible squad. And I think it's something to hugely be excited about. I know Frank Lampard came out as well and did say, you know, I thought we were the better team and you can't legislate for conceding yeah. with two set pieces. But I know we say it week in, week out really on this show, but hugely exciting. The names that you just mentioned there, to now be yeah. in the squad. And, and when we used to watch these League Cup games of old, going back to, you know, the late 90s when these players used to come in, like it was the lad Crittenden. Is that one of the players? Oh, yeah, God. Crittenden coming yeah. in. God, blimey. All that's those names. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. I, I, yeah. It's like, have, like somebody walking <laughs> over it? your grave, though. What, what, like, what about, shiver. What about Robert Wollaston? Robert Wollaston. Goodness that's me. That's another one that I've, I do, can do, think do, about. Do you remember Roger, Roger was it Freestone? Fire? Oh, Cundy, Cundy no, always used to no, call him Ro- 25 Stone. Roger Freestone. The goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. We got... We sold to Swansea. Or bought from Swansea. I can't remember. He went to Swansea. He went to Swansea. He was, I mean, he was in the first team. I, I, I reckon if we look that up, he played quite a lot of games. I thought he was really? not our finest goalkeeper. No. Well, that's why I ask, because you are goalie. 59. Yeah, no, he, he was, yeah. I, I remember one, one time sitting, my season ticket in the Lower East Stand when he sort of laboured after a ball that went into the corner and I was just mm. thinking, God, I could have saved that. Mm. But then again, you know, yeah. I could have saved everything. Indeed. But around 50 appearances <coughs> in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Very good work yeah. on the old laptop there. Yeah, very, very quick. Impressed. quick on I didn't even you see be, it. You should be doing that. <laughs> call you, you the Flash the Flash. You, you <laughs> flash opportunity beetle. should be looking should up. Should be, yeah, should know it. Absolutely. Um, but yes, when you think of those players who used to play in those League Cup games and you thought there's not a hope in hell they're going to be anywhere near yeah. the first team. But now you look at these youth teamers and you think they've got a chance. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, on a, on a positive uh, on a positive point, um, you know, we should we should absolutely sit here and say, didn't Mark Gay look fantastic? Another well, uh, another Chelsea player that's wandered into the side and who looks like he's been playing there for years. I thought he was superb. He was he was outstanding, and the reason why you know he was outstanding is because you didn't notice him. Well, exactly. Like like a good soundtrack in a movie, mate. Exactly. If you notice it, it's exactly. wrong. But I just, yeah, I, I, I think Billy Gilmore, as you say, in the first half, I think they were all tripping over each other because they basically hadn't all played together. Second half, as you say, more advanced. Um, great player. Absolute great player. I, I can see him going out on loan next year. Mm. I just can because you've got Colin Gallagher, who's probably going to come back as well mm. next year. Looking very good as well. Um, and there's somebody called Ruben Loftus Cheek. Well, he's got uh, to come I'm, back. You know, I'm a, I'm a what about, a problem. Well, I'm going to pen something on this if I get a moment tomorrow. But it's just, it's get just your quill out. Yes, yes, <laughs> indeed. Get my Caxton printing press out. Exactly. But uh, it's Isn't just it John stru- Bulldog. What? Who? Was it John Bulldog? They used to have the John stamps. Bulldog. Yeah, Bulldog. they used to have the little stamps and all the. Did they? I think so. No, maybe. Uh, but we we have we seem. To, I have no idea what he's talking about. We have an abundance of uh, kiddo would have known. He would have done, but he's he considerably probably, older than me. Anyway, he'd probably ring in or tweet. He, us oh yeah, well no, he's a, he's at a dinner at Lord. Have a look. It's a John Ball printing set. Yeah, yeah. There you go. go on, Google it. We've got an abundance of talent at the moment. And, yeah. And I mean, you know, at the start of the season, you were wondering who was going to play in the side, and now we've got, I think, genuine competition for nearly every place in that team. Mm. And that is just way beyond what I, I even hoped for at the beginning of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Jess, we've had a very interesting tweet in. He raises a very good point. And Mr. Steve yeah, Martin. Good old Steve. Mm. Says, gents, could we be considered flat track bullies? Liverpool two losses, Man United two losses, Leicester home draw. Discuss. Do you want to have a bash at that first? Um, yes, I will do. I don't think we're flat track bullies. I think if... You look at the, the, the games that we've played, the two games against United and two games against Liverpool. 
I don't think in any of those games we deserve to lose. I mean, obviously we lost, <laughs> uh, especially the first game. Uh, we got absolutely hammered, but you know, we, we for 60 minutes we played really well. Um, I think that what you're looking at is uh, a team that's evolving and a lack of goal mm. threat in those games more than anything else. I mean, if you think about the Liverpool game, we were Mason Mount's ankle away from mm. getting a point. I don't. I mean, the Super Cup we lost on pens. We were the better side. The, we the, the better two Liverpool side. defeats are a, a, a bit of a joke. You know, really. I, but I, you think, can't I, I think this is the point, Matt. I mean, I, the four 0 from United. I know we played well, but we did get a stuffing there. But I think all the others that we we've played well or we've been the better side. But I mean, the reality is we need we need to be winning some of these matches. No, I, th- I, I mean, think Steve makes a, a really good he point. Does. We we yeah. basically do need that first. We need scalp. a scalp, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. How about City? After the international break, that'd be yeah, nice. Okay, but I mean, you could you could actually say that beating Ajax away from home is a big well. Scout. That's a very good point, actually, and that was the best performance we put in this season. Indeed, it was. This is the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport. Plenty more coming up. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. This is the Chelsea Fan Show on a Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, here with the boys from the Chelsea Fancast. Stanford Chich, as always, Clayton Beerman. And a new addition for tonight's show, Mr. Charlie. Hello, Charlie. Hiya. There he is. The brains of an otherwise no-brain outfit. <laughs> well, certainly no-brain family. Uh, and I, I must report that it's been riveting stuff here during those ads because... I've been shown by Mr. Beerman, the senior. Sorry, Mr. Beerman, Seaman, uh, Mr. Beerman, senior. Of course, <laughs> it's easy for you to say, Matt. <laughs> no, well, I, I, I was, I was a goalkeeper, so Seaman. There yeah, we go. Okay, yeah, the yeah, safest yeah. of hands. Yeah. Let's all do the Seaman. Do you remember doing that? Yes, I do. No, no. He was really good about that. Actually. He was brilliant. He that, was brilliant. It was the last game of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, let's have a little divert into talking about goalkeepers because I know how much you love that. But I think this is the wonderful and rare thing about goalkeepers. They're so close to the to the either the home or the away yeah. fans, depending <clears> on what you are. But it's an interesting kind of dynamic, isn't it? And uh, Paul Robinson was pretty good with supporters. He used to get a lot of stick from us. And rightly so. Yeah, but he he responded to to it well. Why and did some, Paul some, Robinson get stick? He's Spurs, oh, Spurs goalkeeper. Yeah. Any 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 Spurs goalkeeper gets. Stick. I I've talked to him about it. I've talked oh. to him about. It. I met him and talked to him about it, and and he said, you know, yeah, you lot used to give me a lot of stick, but you know, I I, you know, I I, I he didn't get antsy about it, and mm. you know, and I think that that's the kind of the weird relationship fans have with a goalkeeper. It's very different from other players. And I mean, when we used to do that, we we basically stood behind David Seaman one season. From I mean, it seemed like hours, but it was probably about three it, minutes. It, 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 we're, all, we're all doing this. It was the because he'd like let the goal in. It was the, the last cup. game of the season, and they they'd lost the cup winners' <laughs> right. cup on the Wednesday. That's right. That's right. And then they played us on the Sunday. So <laughs> it was that if, game. If not you're the David Seaman, right. who do you really want to be playing after you've done that? And basically, he came to you know his end. Uh, down the Matthew Harding yeah, yeah. and every, literally everybody, everybody, everybody went, was going let's like, all no. do the seaman let's everybody all do the seaman and he, he applauded he turned around and, yeah. he, and he, he gave it that the best thing thought, you can do it? I thought yeah. that was brilliant so after Naeem Sarah yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. crikey brilliant yeah. probably the worst time you could be playing he Chelsea could probably, he could have thought you probably saw who was playing on the Sunday and just oh, his head no. went oh no <laughs> I, suppose it, I suppose Spurs were the only one worse yeah, than, yeah, than yeah, playing us yeah. but you're right in terms of that relationship they mm-hmm. have goalkeepers with fans there is just something special there and the best thing to do is just yeah. get on with them and nine times out of ten it is respectful and you leave and you clap them and you go do you know what for 90 minutes that was good banter and we move on yeah Another one on that, but actually a kind of almost like friendly fire, really. Ross Turnbull, when we played Brentford in the Cup down at Griffin Park, we we spent hours, again, it seemed it was minutes, but it sounded like, okay, Ross Turnbull's won a European Cup. We were doing it ironically, you see, because yeah. I mean, like, what part did he play in it? Yeah. You know, uh, and he kept on turning around and applauding us. I don't, think, I don't think he realised that we were taking the mick. And, and and he gave he gave away a ridiculous penalty. He, did, he? he, he you know when they talk about goalkeepers going down in instalments. Mm. That was that was Ross. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Well, 
funny we, you say Funny that. enough, we signed him off just after we'd beaten Middlesbrough 5 0, so go figure. Yeah, classic <laughs> Chelsea. There you go. Anyway, coming, coming to uh, a certain podcast near you, Ross Turnbull. So keep an eye out at some stage. Oh, really? To you to that, oh, yes. talk to him about that. Now yeah. you know that inside. I'm definitely going to bring that up. Absolutely. He, yes. he might not realise. It'd be awful. You I know. Cry that's kind of why I want to bring it up. You're such a mean <laughs> journalist. <laughs> we'll, we'll deny it. Tell him it was Clayton. He came up yeah, with it. Yeah, I will do. <laughs> uh, moving on to a man who may well win a European Cup at some stage in his career with Chelsea, Mishy Batshuayi. <laughs> well, there we go. What a goal. What an amazing goal, wasn't it? I jumped out of my seat. I I mean, it was... I didn't know he was capable of that. He, well, it was an extraordinary goal, considering he was having a stinker of an evening. Um, he was having a Batshuayi That's evening, classic Batshuayi, though, isn't yeah. it? That's it. But, but, but this is him. The Ajax game <clears throat> misses an easier chance than he scores. Yeah. But he keeps coming back and he keeps coming back. I love that. I was actually quite disappointed he got taken off on yeah, Wednesday because yeah. I would have liked to have seen him mm. with a two. Yeah. I mean, he was having a stinker because he is not a lone striker. Oh, that, yeah, but that was the embodiment of a lone striker's goal. I, I mean, know, what do we I know, say? What do we say about people who have to play up front on their own? They have to be able to create something on their own. And I, he did it with skill and brute force. It was, a, it was Drogba-esque, mate. I know. And the way he held off, like he gave Maguire yeah. a shove, Lindelof was, oh, hang on. was tracking Stewart's back. inquiry. As was uh, Marcos Rojo. Right, Charlie, come I on, think your thoughts. The uh, Costa scored a really similar goal. He did, I didn't think he? Batshuayi yeah. got the assist no, for that one. Would you maybe. remember who was, who, who was that against? Was it West Ham, maybe? Yeah, yeah. was it the last-minute winner? I think it was. Vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's I Costa-esque think, as well as Drogba-esque. I think the only disadvantage with him, he seems really selfish. But well, it's, it's a good thing for a striker, but he doesn't seem to see the run of other players. He's, very, he's not very aware, is he's he? Very yeah. tunnel vision. Yeah. He sees the post. He wants to score a goal, which sometimes, mm. of course, we know is a good thing for it's a striker. A thing, but but uh, you know, I, I think his movements getting better though. One of the things I noticed that goal he scored against Ajax is that he's. He, I remember when he started playing for Chelsea, he was very static. He's now pulling off defenders, uh, you know, in the box. No <laughs> sniggering in the ranks. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he 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 epitomised that against Ajax, you know. But he stole stole a couple of yards, and that's what I want to see. I mean, I you know, to be fair, I'm biased. I I've always loved strikers who have superb movement, and none. And actually, this is appropriate. the The best striker I've seen for movement in my life is Gianluca Vialli. He was the is it really? ma- yeah. He is the he was the master of it. Closely followed up by Hernan Crespo, actually. But mm. Luca was the best, and wasn't it lovely to see um, the Where the Shed Boys <coughs> yeah. with their thoughts of Viali? So thoughts with Gianluca. Yeah, he's, you know, I'm he's sure, got I'm cancer, sure he's prostate, pancreatic cancer, mm. I think, yeah. which is awful. He, has he been ill before? He's been Viali's. ill for a while, but mm. I think he's got worse. I think that's why the yeah. news is broken. But he's one of my all-time favourite Chelsea players, and he is, as I said, he's. I've never seen a, be- a striker with better movement than, than Luca Vialli. He was just phenomenal, so intelligent. One of the best strikers, yeah. in terms of movement, was Torres, but unfortunately not when he played. Usually, for us. usually falling on his rear end, mate. Yeah, no, he was. I mean, listen, in instalments, I've got, I've got a fact. lot of time for him. I really, Torres. Have. I, I think he tried really hard. Um, but Chelsea yeah, love but, a trier. Yeah, I was going to say trying really hard, though. I mean, yeah, I he, know. he just lost his powers. He lost his powers when he got injured in he 2010. An, he wasn't an X Men character, you know, mate. But it was bizarre. Just everything about Fernando Torres losing his ability to play football, which I believe Charlie has a point to make on. I think half the money we paid for him was for him to stop scoring against us. Yep, good point. Pretty mm. much. Good point. Well he made. He always scored. What he I did. want to know, Charlie, and I think this all came out in the wash, didn't it? That we bought him when he was clearly injured, and in fact, he was probably never going to be the same player again. I think that's appalling due diligence they're, from the club, yeah. if true. Well, they're, I, I, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I've, there was a very long explanation that came out years afterwards that basically Liverpool... Mm. Conned us. No, they didn't con us. They Mugged basic, us off. They, they had to well, have a certain amount more than they, what they were going to... They basically... Yeah didn't expect him to go because they knew how badly injured he was. Mm. And I think it, it was a vanity purchase. I think that was a time where we wanted to make a huge statement and unfortunately we made it in the wrong place. It, but You mean when things, Roman was uh, the head of transfer policy? I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> but the point is that you'll never ever take away the goal he scored in the Nou Camp. Nope. Or, and, or in, in Amsterdam. Or in Amsterdam yeah. and, that, and that's 
50 million of anybody's Or money. against West Ham, his yeah. first goal. And got the corner. That with, the help the of a, with the help of a sudden pitch. But yeah, but <laughs> Matt, here's the thing. Go on. The, 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 I, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of Chelsea goals in my lifetime, but I've seen few that have been celebrated mm. as wildly as that one was. Because mm. we were desperate for him to be yeah. the... Fernando Torres that played for Liverpool and that's one of the toughest things I think as fans when you just want a player to you want them to produce you want them to be so good and it's just quite upsetting yeah. when they just they, they're trying and like you said yeah. we love a trier but yeah. that you just never really produce no. the form that's but there's, right there's something quite weirdly deeply nostalgic about Chelsea fans loving triers more than in a sense that they love naturally ability uh, players with natural ability but do you not because we've had so many players who had no natural ability but really tried yeah and and to me as a football fan that's all I want yeah definitely. as long as I don't see anything left out there I mean the football player or players who get it in the neck are the ones that the fans perceive aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing and aren't trying. Now, nine times out of ten, we don't know. We can only see from the stands and they might be trying and they might not be able to do it. But as long as you can see somebody's been running around and trying as hard as they can, mm. it's the ones that shrug, that hide. They're the ones that get it in the neck. And that's what we love about Batch UI, frankly. I think he's popular down at the bridge because he doesn't give up. And I mean, mm. I think it's, you know, it must have been quite soul destroying for him at the beginning of the season to realise very quickly how good Tammy Abraham was and to see him go off to such a great start. But number one, he's kept plugging away and he's scored, I think that's the first time he's scored in three consecutive games for about, I don't know, two years or so. And he's delivering. He is he delivering, is. you he know? Is. He is. And but we I'm... need two good strikers. But he, he must be encouraged by the fact that he, I suspect that he started as the season as number three striker. He's now number yeah, two striker. absolutely right. Um, but when we go back on, on the transfer ban and, and saying, I, I think the general perception is that we don't actually want to buy anybody because we don't want to break up the spirit of what's going on this season, etc., etc. But I do actually think we, we desperately need another striker. Well, there's a good chance Ollie might go in January anyway. Really? Well, I think he might. Yeah. If he's not real getting lack any of games, game time, isn't he? He's not real getting any lack of game time that, for Ollie That Giroud. would be such a risk. Or, you, you know, your, ham, your hamstring away from being left with either, you know, I mean, if Tammy does a hamstring... And and he has been injured over the last couple of years. Yeah. And then no, what, I agree. Then, then what we got? We we just got the Batman, and that'll be it if you let yeah. Giroud go. Because yeah. for all the talent that we've got in our youth, there isn't anybody, I think, that sort of a, an out and out forward who's who's waiting in the wings to come in. No, I agree, and that's a really interesting point. Actually, we have got depth. Uh, go on, Charlie. I think there is someone on loan, Ogbo. Yeah, he's good, but I'm not quite sure how good he is. Maybe. Could do, I think, potentially a a, a risk at this stage, though, I think, for him to come into that that starting line. I like Ollie's experience, and I think whatever he does in the dressing room is probably worth its weight in gold. They would be foolish to let him go in January, but I mean, what do you do? You know, he's 30, what, two? He needs to play games. He does, but he's very useful for Europe, and we know that obviously top scorer in the Europa League last season as well, wasn't he? Just lastly, gents, before we move on. Out of the Carabao Cup now, is this potentially a blessing in disguise? We've got the FA Cup, we've got the Champions League, we've got hopes of a top four finish now. So to be out of the Carabao Cup, not the, not the worst thing in the world. No, not really. I mean, I hate losing. I particularly hate losing to your mob. But um, <laughs> the, the bottom line is, is that we're still in the Champions League and it looks like we will be in it after Christmas. I think the only downside really, apart from I hate losing, is the fact that it might mean less game time for the likes of Gay and a few of the other fringe youngsters and it would have been really good, you know, Billy Gilmore, etc., to get them more game time. But uh, I think it might it might help us in the long term in terms of a, a top four challenge, which I think is definitely on the cards. Mm, indeed it is. Well, we shall move on next to the game against Watford. Watford, of course, without a win in the Premier Ever. League. This is... <laughs> Never won a game. Chelsea go to Vicarage Road on Saturday. We'll be chatting all about that next. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge. I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. 
They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. This is indeed Love Sport. It is the Chelsea Fan Show with me, Matt Beadle, here with the guys from the Chelsea Fan Cast, Stamford Chidge, Clayton Beerman and Clayton Beerman's son, Charlie Beerman. Hello, Charlie. Hi. Our youth alumni here today, <laughs> of course, softly spoken youth. Don't you just love the youth of today? Sorry? Makes a change for the usual (laughs) rabble we have in here. Uh, Of course, if you do want to get in touch with us, it's very easy to do so. 0208 7020 558. You can WhatsApp us on that number as well. Or tweet us, if you like, at Love Sport Radio. Now, gents, we are going to move on to tomorrow's game. It is the late kickoff, 5.30pm. You travel to Vicarage Road, Mm. to Watford, who have not won a game all season. Chelsea, of course, conversely, four straight away wins for the first time in Chelsea's history, scoring three or more goals in each. 17 goals in four away games. Incredible. Mate. It is, isn't it? Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of not surprised. I think that we are, you know, we are very much set up uh, for that uh, in the way that Frank sets us up and the way that we like to play because, you know, the home teams will usually come at us and I think that gives us a bit more space. I think what we have done this season, weirdly, is struggle more at home, where a lot of the the weaker teams will just basically, you know, try and get away with a draw or not getting beaten, you know, and it's been hard for us to figure out how to break them down. And I think that's that's kind of symptomatic of a of a slightly younger side because I think it's a bit of a misnomer to say. Oh, I think this is kind of weird myth and perception about Chelsea that it's basically a team full of fifteen year olds. It's not. No, no offense, Charlie. It's not. You know, there are some youngsters in there, but there are a lot of very serious, you know, senior, very experienced healthy players blend of youth there, and experience. You know. So there you go. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's. It is uh, the team is emerging, but I think a lot of the sort of harder to break down teams would be less hard to break down if you had a battering ram like Ruben Loftus Cheek running at them, which is which is what we haven't got. Yeah, although we have a Christian Pulisic to run at them and scare the yeah. hell out of them, like we yeah. did at Burnley but, last but, week, but and he was absolutely the difference last week. Oh, completely. But there, but there's a sort of a gain line, isn't there? If if you're in midfield and and they're banked up, etc. I think even Burnley didn't try and defend i think mm. they you know they came at us which well, and, they did. And, and they made mistakes which we um which we exploited or pulisic exploited brilliantly and it was just i mean it was fabulous it was absolutely fabulous to watch but i think i mean watford have last two is it two or three games they've kept clean sheets and i think they they've really tightened up they and have. I, th- I think that, that they will certainly they won't be coming at us i think they'll be um no i mean it it, it would be it would definitely be proper, proper Chelsea to lose to Watford tomorrow because it's what we do and it's what we've done throughout our history. I'll never forget the um, we came back from the San Siro having secured a draw mm. at AC Milan. Not when Dennis Wise scored a goal. When Dennis Wise scored a goal and we came back With and, 10 we, minutes and to we go played Watford in the San Siro on the uh, on the Saturday loss. I know that's classic Chelsea, isn't it? You say that though, Clayton. And I did I, and, say that. Well, you, exactly, you did in fact say that. But what I would say is that whilst Watford have, you know, tightened up at the back, uh, number one, they just don't seem to do well against decent teams. I mean. I mean, uh, well, there we go. Proof of proof needed. They drew against Arsenal, but they lost eight nil to City. They drew against Tottenham, so there we go. Another uh, team that uh, no, no good. All the good teams they lose to. So I, I, I feel quite confident going into this game. Plus the fact, 
And here's the killer. They are, they got so much trouble up front. Welbeck's out. Troy Deeney's out. They're having to use Delafeo as a kind of a, an augmented number nine, an auxiliary number nine. They, they're finding it really tough to score. And the fact of the matter is, is that Chelsea will probably score. I think so, without a shadow of a so, doubt. You know, Watford oh. are going to have to score if they're yeah. going to beat Chelsea. And I just, I can't see how they are, apart from with a set piece, obviously, before you say <laughs> so. I, I don't think you've got any problems tomorrow. No, they've drawn, I think, they're unbeaten in three aren't they? So they drew against yeah. Spurs, they drew against Sheffield United, which was goalless, and they drew against yeah. Bournemouth, of course, which was goalless as well. They obviously went out to Everton in the Carabao Cup in the week. So, yeah, I don't know. I can't see Chelsea having too many problems. You mentioned Pulisic as well. Surely he's going to start oh, again. He's going like to be on fire after the last youngest, week. Was it do the you, youngest player to score a hat-trick for Chelsea? Well, I don't see why not. I mean, I think you batter his confidence. If, he, if he he's if he's mm. fit and he's not tired, you start yeah. him because he, his confidence in, must in be sky high. Instead of Callum? Who didn't have yeah, a particularly absolutely. good game on Wednesday? I, I, think we missed William on uh, Wednesday hugely, and yeah. I, I think poor old William gets such stick, and and I well, think he's such an important player for the side. I think he does get stick, but I, I'm I'm beginning to see a real mood change from the fans because I think. Don't tell me they're fickle, Clayton. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Um, I I just per- perceive that fans are now seeing his worth, and maybe he was. Not hiding behind, but maybe he basically. I've always loved him. I know you have, and you've I said have, that, and, I? and you and you made the point that once Hazard went, he would basically step up and into that role. That's why I like Clayton on the show. I love this man too, <laughs> almost <laughs> as much as I love William. Yeah, but but it's true, and you you watch William play. I think that the one thing, and I've said this over the years, is his inconsistency can drive you bonkers. Oh yeah, but he has been less inconsistent. Mm. He has. Is that a, is that a phrase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Been, he's been more consistent. He has been more consistent <laughs> rather than less inconsistent. And I think once you almost accept that he is that type of player as well, that's almost what endears him to the fans, I suppose. Of course, nominated for the Player of the Month award, William. Is he really? Yes, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Bizarrely, so now we obviously have so many different um, entities of Player of the Player of the Month. It's ridiculous. So mm. we have William, who has been nominated for the Premier League Player of the Month award. Christian Pulisic, on the other hand, has been nominated for the PFA. Player of the Month. Wow. And then you have Frank Lampard, who's been shortlisted for the Premier League right. Manager okay. of the Month Award. Wow. Which yeah. will go to Jurgen Klopp. Klopp. Well, it is Klopp, <laughs> Klopp, Potter, Rogers, and Dean Smith. Yeah. So you would imagine. Klopp, 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 and Klopp. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You probably think so. Do you see him laughing away when his team were conceding goals again? Complete that lack was of respect nuts. for the Five opposition. All? Yeah. Bonkers. What the hell is all that about? Completely bonkers game. Which, hey, tomorrow night it may well be. Of course, this is the Chelsea fan show on Love Sport. We are going to be speaking to Derek Payne, ex-Watford next. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. It is time for the opposition view on Love Sport on the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport, no less. Me, Matt Beadle here with the guys on the Chelsea Fan Cast, Stanford Chidge, Clayton Beerman and Clayton's son, Charlie Beerman. Hello, Charlie. Hi. Just going to get you to do a little intro for every little segment that we have. (laughs) Next up, we have Derek Payne, ex-Watford midfielder on the line. Watford, of course, without a win this season. Chelsea go to Vicarage Road tomorrow night at 5.30pm. Derek, it's great to have you on. What do you make of Watford's chances tomorrow? Hello, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Um, Well, obviously, uh, everyone will be tipping Chelsea. Chelsea in great form. Watford bottom of the league. So, um, realistically, you expect Chelsea to win. We just hope, though, uh, there's a bit of motivation there for for the Watford players, you know, knowing that outside of that dressing room, I don't think many people are tipping Watford to get the three points. So they've got to grab onto any positive things. They're unbeaten in three. Yeah, it's three draws. But they need to have the mentality that they can go into this game tomorrow night and, and win the game. Derek, hi, it's Clayton. Um, nice to talk to you. Um I'm sort of pretty fascinated because Watford have had the sort of model that we had in terms of manager um, churn, if I can use that word. Um, do, do you think if they would have stuck with the previous manager that they'd be in the position they are now? Hello, Clayton. Um, yes, it's a good question. Um, I think I don't think they would be. I think they would still be in the sort of similar position. Uh, because as, as you know, as most people know, it takes time to turn things around. Um, and I think Abby Gratzier done a great job, but um, it got to the stage where I think 
there was the players, there was unrest between the players, I feel. He, was, he kind of had his set 14, 15 players and I think there was causing a bit of disruption in the background and I, and I think it got to the stage where they decided to make the change. Um, so, in answer to your question, I think, you know, it's, it's not going to change quickly. It's not going to change in three, four weeks. Um, this, this is like, like, they need to start getting results, obviously, quickly. Uh, need to get that first win. But um, I think they, it wouldn't have changed much whether Harry Gratzu was still here or not. I think mm. uh, this is going to take two or three months to, to put right. Well, you, I'll, I'll give you your, your first win after this weekend, Derek, if that's all right. <laughs> but uh, more, more seriously, mate, um, I, I mean, what, what, what you know, occurs to me is that they've got problems up front with both Welbeck and, and Troy Deeney out. And we were talking actually before you came on air about the fact they've got they're kind of using Delafeo as like a you know, kind of a, an auxiliary number nine. I mean, is, does that worry you about their ability to score goals? I mean, Delafeo is a great player, and I remember when he tore us apart a couple of years ago. But he's not a number nine, is he? No, that is it is a little bit of a problem. It's more the um, the physical presence yeah. they're missing. Yeah, exactly. So teams know that we've got to try and pass through the pitch. So they 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 press high. If we have to go long, and we haven't got that physical presence there at the moment. So it is a it is a concern because um, just because they ain't scoring goals. But um, success, Isaac, success is back tomorrow. Um, he's been out injured a while. He's a bit. He's a physical presence. I doubt he'll start, but you've got that option then of maybe having that physical presence that you're talking about. It's definitely a concern, and, and obviously them too. That we, Pereira has been playing up front. Delafeo, they're not recognised strikers. Mm. Good so, players, but not strikers. Exactly, good players, but not strikers. And um, but the way we play, his philosophy is. I think it's going to be interesting tomorrow. His philosophy will be. I feel teams. I've kind of underestimated Chelsea a little bit mm. because you couldn't go into the transfer market. The teams I'm talking about like Southampton, like Burnley, yeah. and probably they probably had a go at you and tried to yeah. take you on. We that won't happen tomorrow. Watford under uh, Flores will be, you know, defensive, trying to stay in the game, and it might just ask a few questions of your uh, younger players. I know they're great players, but it's, that's what you've got to try and do is get into their minds, men- mentally get into their minds that. They can't break Watford down, so that's what I'm hoping I'm hanging on to, that Watford can be well, resilient. Derek, I, I think that's an absolutely superb point. We were talking about this a minute ago, and, and you know, basically Chelsea had a problem on Wednesday because they didn't know really how to break United down, who, you know, were playing with five in midfield and were defending, you know, for a lot of the match and trying to hit us on the break. Um, and and I, and I do wonder that. I mean, actually, all the teams that we have played away from home this year have all come at us. Wolves, Norwich, Burnley. Uh, and I think if you do do that, if you do basically play like the away team, we, you know, we, we, we might find it hard. I think that's actually a really good ruse, Clayton. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's right. I think we have <clears throat> struggled um, to break teams down. Um, is um, Trevor Chaloba likely to be playing tomorrow? Because obviously we, uh, we've got an affection for him. Yeah, course, of course, of uh, um, Chalabrini. Sorry, it's Nat uh, Chablo. I'm thinking about his brothers yeah. called Trevor. Sorry, yeah. Go on, yeah, carry on. Um, Sorry. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah, I think he will play. I think he will start. Um, uh, Capoue's out injured. Tom Cleverley's out injured. And it's kind of, he's played the last two or three games he started. Um, still concerned. He played really well at Tottenham two weeks ago. Wasn't so effective in the last game against Bournemouth. But I think he needs that run of games he's, with his injuries he's had. He, you know, he's a long-term injury. He needs to, he needs to play. So I would imagine he'll play, and obviously, hopefully with a point to prove, he can put on another good performance because he played really well against Tottenham away. Um, no no, yeah, no yeah, ex-Chelsea player needs any motivation to play well at Tottenham. <laughs> it's true enough. <laughs> D- Derek, mate, it's been, it's, it's been great having you on. Just before we get your prediction, one very quick question from me. You played for a bit at Flackwell Heath. Did you play there with a Super Simon Garner by any chance? Super Simon Garner? No, I didn't. I didn't actually, no. Oh, he must have I come didn't. slightly earlier in your career slightly then. Um, yeah. yeah, an ex an ex Blackburn Rovers striker, of course, very, very good goal scorer. Held the record before Anna really? broke it. How yeah. About that? But bit of his time at Flackwell Heath. Anyway, Derek, before you go, a prediction for tomorrow's game. A prediction. Uh, to be honest with you, I have to be realistic. I think 
probably a narrow two-one win for Chelsea. Mm. I think uh, Watford will make it hard for them though. Mm. But just the form that Chelsea are in, I think Chelsea probably have too much firepower for Watford tonight. Mm. Lovely, cool. Derek. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, thanks, mate. Derek. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. As ex-Watford midfielder Derek Payne there, he seems pretty resigned to the what fact nice that it's going to be yeah, a lovely I liked fella. Yeah, a lovely fella. Derek. Absolutely. Yeah. Good guy, Derek. And or very honest as well, actually. Well, I think um, you have to be. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, you don't really, do you? But I, I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> what a great response. You have to be. No, you don't. You don't have to be honest at all. No, shut up, Matt. Not in this line of work, mate. But, no, I think he was, you know, and and, and he and I, I really do, I do absolutely agree with his point. It backs up what we were saying earlier, as I said to him, you know, that actually I do think we find it hard to break down some of these stubborn teams who want to pack the defence in the midfield, you know, because in a sense, as I said, you know, you need a bit of nous and experience uh, to, to figure out how to do that. And I think going back to the United game, it was clearly what happened, I think, between the two halves. Frank and Jody got into them at half time. said, look, if you want to break them down, this is what you've got to do. Now go out and do it. But do you not think that that was a lesson learned and they won't be so slow in their build-up? Oh, I hope so. They'll try and get the ball forward yeah. a lot quicker. And the fact is that Tammy is a better hold-up player than yeah. Mitchie, which yeah. might also yeah. work in our favour. Yeah, I, 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 you know, Tam, Tammy's unquestionably a better striker than uh, than Batshuayi. I also think, I mean, Tammy hasn't scored for five games. He's not scored since the Southampton game. So he's due a goal, I think. Uh, so I'd be very pleased to see him pick up one tomorrow. I mean, I, I think generally, you know, just looking back across the season so far, one of the things that's impressed me most about this side is is how quickly the younger players are learning. I mean, that sign that is a sign of really good players when and really they good pick coaching. Up, well, of course, but you know, I think you can give credit to the players too, and they are really picking things up quickly and they're learning. Yeah, absolutely, and actually. The record at Vicarage Road is quite interesting since they came back into the Premier League. One lost, one drew. And if you look at the last two seasons, only one man has scored at Vicarage Road for Chelsea. Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard, no longer at the club, of course. So who is going to step up, gents? Well, Pulisic is clearly, in some respects, I mean, I, 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 I would hate to heap more hype on him. Which I think was That's very easy for you to say. I, it was actually. I practiced <laughs> it before. Out, I know. Out. I know. I heap more hype. Before. I would hate to heap more hype, hype on him. <laughs> it's easy for me to say. Not so easy for you to say. No. But no, because I think I think people unfairly did that when he was bought. You know, oh, he's obviously going to be the replacement for Hazard. T he he. But you know what he did last weekend was fantastic. You know, to score a hat trick like that, perfect hat trick. On you know your first goals for the club, it took it took Hazard a season and a half mm. to score a hat trick for Chelsea. So these things don't happen every week. But I think the thing that impresses me most about him is that he offers us something different because this is a kid who is prepared to run at a defence straight at them, yeah. and also have the ability and the confidence to pull the trigger and put the ball on the net. And you got William, who I love, as we know, I've got big William love. And uh, be careful how I say that. And, you know, he, he will always go down the left or the right and he'll do a little trick and he'll beat a couple of players and he always then curves round and either tries to pop a shot off and bend one in or he tries to lay the ball off. Pulisic, isn't, he's not interested in that. Mm. He's going straight for goal. And you need that. And uh, Charlie's going to make an even better point. Yeah, well, I think that is what quite a lot of teams are missing at the moment. They're all trying to pass the ball in the net. Yes. Dad gets annoyed about that quite yes. a lot. So do I. And She's... Pulisic takes the shot. Yeah, so, just absolutely. direct. Absolutely, Charlie. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you absolutely need that. And positively buzzing to be a Chelsea player, it seems, as well. You could tell how much they it all, meant to they him all that first goal. They if, all if, are. If all yeah. the they stuff all are. that you read about him has been how resilient he's yeah. been yeah. As, a, absolutely. As, a, as a person absolutely. wherever he's been. And it can't be easy, you know, going from no. one league to the Bundesliga and then coming to the Premier League. And he's been... It looks like he's been managed really well and he obviously was frustrated at the beginning, but he's put his head down and got on with it. Yeah. And, and seems to really get on with Michy Bachois as well. They seem to have a bit of a bromance yeah. going on, which can only yeah. be a good yeah. thing. But I, I think mean, all the players quite are getting scary, on, that, that little thing they did after the Southampton goal. I missed that. What was that? What was that? What was <laughs> they, that? Was that? Had, it, was, it wasn't quite Deli Alley proportions. <gasps> no. But it, it I don't was, want to get it, into it any... Oh, worryingly. Worryingly. It was like a, 
that happened. Handshake. Yeah, and that was, thing. It was yeah, it was very unpleasant. Don't want any yeah. Arsenalisms creeping no. in or, or Spursisms. <laughs> we can't have that. That needs to be drummed right out of them quickly. <laughs> Gents, we are sadly near the end, but we were going to have Kerry Dixon on the show we this were. evening, so it would be remiss of us not to perhaps mention him. And I know Clayton, you had a little memory of a Chelsea Watford game from the past. Yeah, maybe... no, we, we Chidge very kindly has set out some results from years gone by, and there was a just to big him up, famous up. famous goal. That he scored. We won 3 1, uh, 16th of March 1985, and it was a near post shot. And I was pretty convinced that there was a mole in the ground because the ball skipped just as the ball went in. And we all thought that a mole had just popped up and backheaded it in. So, Kerry, if you're listening, I need further information on that, please, and whether you gave the, the mole the assist. <laughs> well, there you go. Chid, you're, you're completely 100% convinced that he will remember this, Kerry Dixon. Well, every time we've ever had him on the show and we talk about his goals, he, he does. He, rem- I mean, pa- uh, Canners said it the other week, mm. you know. Kerry, I think he knows every single one of those 193 goals that he scored, like like his children. You know, it's it's brilliant. It's amazing to see. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember what I did last week. You know, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Uh, gents, we are at the end of the show. A prediction from you both. How do you think it is going to go at Vicarage Road tomorrow evening? <sighs> well, I'm quite confident, actually, which is a very bad sign. But mm. I'm going to go for 3-1, I think. We've got too much for them. I was going to say exactly the same. Well, that's in, all right. In, it's homa- in homage to the mole. Yeah. I was going to go 3-1 as well. Charlie? Uh, I'm thinking clean sheet. 2-0. Ooh, oh, good. Good yeah. stuff. Good Love man. that. Why not? Brilliant. Gents, it has been nothing but a pleasure, as always. Thank you, Stanford Chidge. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Clayton. You're welcome. And thank, thank you. you, Charlie. Uh, we'll thanks. get you back on, no doubt, yeah. sometime soon. This has been the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport. We'll see you next Friday at 7pm. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.